Attention all filmmakers. You have short films or full features without a district. Come to www.fhffsd.org. That is the fantastic horror film festival. So hurry up. Submit now. Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My two special guests are the co-founders of the fantastic horror film festival. It's Mike Thomas and Joanne Thomas. How are you all doing? I'm doing great. Well, glad to have you on here. Uh, I'm very thankful and excited to be part of the festival as a judge, along with a few other ones that uh, Mike will be mentioning a little bit later in the interview of who the judges are. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you first, and then we'll go with Joanne. Mike, um, I know some of the reason why this festival has come together quickly, but do you want to give listeners an idea of what made you and convinced you to do this idea? Well, the reason that we put this thing together is because we've gone to other film festivals. And uh, with Joanne and I both having organizational experience and also um, a combined uh, 54 years of doing uh, stage shows, we know kind of workings of the entertainment biz, and we have a organizational. We've had um, just as many years in uh, putting together conventions. So we went to a couple of uh, these things and said we can do this. So we got together. We started talking to a couple of people. We were talking to uh, uh, Matt Jason, who uh, we struck up a friendship with, and he says, uh, "Why don't you do this?" Now, that was in August. Right. Um, as of today, we have over 525 people who are liking our website, I'm sorry, our Facebook page, and close to 1,000 people on our, our website uh, interested in uh, the fantastic horror film festival because it, look, they, they understand what our focus is, and that is on the fans. Right. Excellent. We want to make sure that the fans are happy. Uh, it's nice that the actors and the directors, producers, distributors uh, are going to be interested in what's going on, but we're not catering to them. We're catering to the fans. Exactly right. And um, I know with my previous experience of going to some of these film festivals, you know, they're good, but um, they're driven, they're not really driven. I guess they're driven to the fans as far as the autograph sessions with the actors and stuff. But a lot of the Q and A's that I've noticed that they don't give too much of a f- early warning. I mean, it might say what time it is, but the times are never right. I mean, it might say two o'clock, and it might end up being three o'clock, and then the confusion just starts tumbling down, down, down. This is my experiences, and I think what you're going to do, if I ain't mistaken, is you have a film. And then you have a 15-minute Q&A in between, and then you start your second film. Am I correct? That is correct. We're going to keep as tight a schedule. We're going to run it on a movie theater uh, regimen. That if the film starts at 2:15, it's going to start at 2:15. We run the movie. We have a 15-minute Q&A. If it runs over, we're going to say thank you. The actors and producers will be taking further questions, but we have to start the next feature. All right, that's perfect. I mean, 
think anybody will get too upset over that. No, and I'm pretty sure that the times that you say is going to be, and that's a key thing, because I know a lot of people that I know from, you know, fans of horror on Facebook that would comment to me and say stuff like, yeah, it's amazing how uh, it says 3 o'clock, and then, boom, I missed it, because it ended up being either... 15 minutes earlier or it's an hour later and a lot of these fans get really frustrated upset because a lot of these fans do come just for the Q&A's and then when they go there and don't get a chance to go to the Q&A it kind of puts a bitter taste in their mouth yeah and Joanne knows from experience that I am very anal with time so I'm That's very true. one of the more funnier uh, examples I have when we got married uh, our wedding was supposed to start at 5 o'clock, and everybody in the uh, sacristy, the, the waiting area, was sitting kibitzing. And I literally pushed them out of the church at 5 o'clock. I said, let's go. He <laughs> did. He did. Very anal time. Uh, well, for the listeners that's listening to this interview, the website that you can go to, especially the filmmakers, uh, you have short films or full feature with a non distro deal, you can go to www.fhffsd.org yep, and submit your film right there. Um, they're open to anything horror, uh, but there is limitations on, on what the file is. That's all the information is on the website. You have the you know the film submission. You have the festival selections featured. We also have our judges, which Joanne or Mike can mention who the judges are. Uh, there's tickets, links, uh, support uh, sponsors. They have uh, shirts and stuff that you can purchase to uh, help promote the festival as well. So, Mike, go right ahead and give your big news, which it was heard on Char's Charred Remains the other night, of who our judges are. Yes, we have. We actually. There's a long story to that, but I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, we started off by having volunteer, uh, a call for volunteer reviewers and judges, and that kind of fell flat because of whatever reason. And then I put out a Facebook reviewer review board, and that fell flat. Then all of a sudden, uh, my celebrity judges finally came up and said, hey, we'll do this. We'll, we'll give you a hand on this. And the five that we have, we have uh, this wonderful person, Gruesome Herzog. <laughs> He's the host of Gruesome Herzog Radio and several other uh, web radio broadcasts. We have Char Harding, who is the host of Charred Remains. She has a local, uh, he has a, a web broadcast also. We have Chris Mackey, who's a blogger and a good reviewer on Guest Stars. We have uh, Joe Flynn who is the host of the Joe Flynn Show. He does a commentary review uh, webcast. We have uh, delightfully demented Debbie Ann. Yeah. Who is uh, known for her horror dolls. and her Fantastic. And Char Harden also has her own review site. If I am mistaken, it's charharden.blogspot.com. Great. Um, again, um... I am proud and honored to be a judge. Uh, I was a judge for Shriekfest back in 2011, and it was a fun experience, so I figured uh, let's do it again and, and have a different spin on a festival. So it's fantastic. That's a direct word for the fans of horror. So, uh, Joanne, uh, 
You are the uh, missus of this. I call you the mistress of the dark. You have uh, your spin. <laughs> you have your. Um, uh, you have a, a passion for this as well. And give this is an idea of the passion coming from the mistress of dark. Well, it's kind of a long story. Starts way back. Um, I've always been an avid reader, so one of my favorite authors is Stephen King. And of recent years, I have gotten into uh, criminal minds, and the two things kind of go together and brought me to where I am today. They, they kind of, you know, click. They, they do the horror thing, and uh, and there's a lot of psychological background there. Right. Coming from criminal minds, so it wasn't a real big leap to become interested in indie horror. Um, I was never a fan of slasher movies. I never watched them, if I could help it. (laughs) (laughs) Bad girl, bad, bad girl. Why has that made me bad? Because slasher films are awesome. Well... I, I just didn't wasn't into that back in the day. I know. And <laughs> I thought I thought a lot a lot of the stuff was really uh, uh, what's the word I want here? You have to you really have to to desire slasher films. There's so many varieties, and I get it. I'm just playing with you. Yeah, well, I'll let you do that. <laughs> um, from there. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Jumping in there on, on slasher movies, I kind of like slasher movies because I know that in some theaters, whenever something really horrifying is on on the screen and everybody screams, I know the special effects people are, are in the back in the theater saying, "Gotcha." Yep. Yep. That's, I know. You guys get into the slasher movies. That's, I I get that thing. The other thing, Joanne can go further on this, is that she doesn't go for the gore and the blood and everything like that, but what gets her going is the story. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. The indie films have have, uh, developed much more of a storyline, and I want to be surprised. I don't want them to telegraph what's going on, and I want to have some empathy for the characters. Uh, because that that just kind of sucks you into the movie, and 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 even if you know they get killed or they don't or whatever, you you feel something, and if you feel something, that's a good thing. Right, right. You're right. You're right. And I mean, I and know it, you're right. Yeah. Go ahead. And it help it helps you it helps you as a as a, a fan to be able to uh, get rid of those feelings. You know, it it just wakes you up a little bit and and if you if you if the character does die and you have sympathy or empathy for them it brings those feelings out of you because you may have things going on in your life that are really making you crazy and feeling bad and it just kind of helps you release that tension right you're right so that's exactly a right bit of the, it's a different spin most people don't think of it that way to my knowledge. And then you've got all those closet horror fans out there that nobody in their family knows they like horror movies. <laughs> and then you got and then you got those hardcore people and then you've got a slew of people in between. And I think all these people have kind of been left out of the mix as far as film festivals and 
horror cons and things like that. You're and right. We want those people to come in. We, you know, we want to make. I guess we want to make the indie horror much more of a uh, mainstream thing than it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I know um, a lot of these people on Facebook that will listen to uh, Chard Remains, that'll listen to me, that'll listen to other shows, and they hear these titles. And a lot of these titles, because you're a reviewer, and Mike, you know this, is that you get a hold of films to review, and but they're not available to the public. And some films that we do get um, don't ever get distribution. So these fans who hear this can't get their hands on it unless they privately, uh, privately distribute their own film. But even that works to a certain point. So I think festivals like yours, uh, I emphasized um, non-distro deal because you don't want to come to your festival and watch a film that you can go to Redbox or anywhere else to get it. So I think the mindset of, of what you guys are doing is brilliant because not only do they see reviews that I do, that Char does, that other reviewers do, and chances are if it gets selected, so they already have a heads up, like Krampus, for instance, is going to be the is the very first uh, accepted film in a festival. I know I've seen it as a reviewer, and other reviewers have seen it, and I'm sure some people have seen it in other festivals. But at least now they get a chance. Hey, now they can come to your to your festival. They can not only watch it, but chances are there could be copies there for them to buy when they leave. So there you go. Now there's a a, a key factor of being able to get their hands on something that other people are privileged of getting that other people aren't. So, I mean, I'm not saying that all their film festivals doesn't have that scenario, but again, yours is based on fantastic as fans for the fans. And there is one other important factor. It's giving the, the fans the opportunity to see it on the big screen. You can sit at home and watch it on your TV. Right. On a DVD. And that's fine, you know, and Unless, but unless you have a lot of money, you don't have the surround sound, and you don't have you don't have all the things that the theater offers people. Right. And I I saw Krampus before before well quite a while ago on my TV at home, and I've got a good sized TV, but it was totally different sitting in the theater watching it. It's a whole different experience on the big screen. And, what and with to- other people. Oh, yeah. And what I was going to mention earlier is that you're talking about the fans needing to go and see these these films. Um, San Diego is virgin territory for horror films. Now, there have been a couple of special screenings on different other movies. Um, you know, just an example, an independent film, Barrio Brawler by Jose Montesero, uh, who is in San Francisco, had had a special screening at in, in uh, San Diego. It sold out. We had a special screening from the asylum for Sharknado. It sold out. So the people of San Diego, they want this stuff. Right. And I'm I'm just only too very happy to fight it for them. That's awesome. Because, I mean, that right there tells you that 85% could be very successful because they're starving for, uh, you know, a festival in San Diego. So that's a, a major plus. But go ahead and give listeners an idea of what the plans are, of how many films, and 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 what the object is. 
um, we're planning on showing at least 30 films, uh, shorts and features. It may be more, it may be less based on time, but uh, schedule that we're going to have in, in this festival, along with a few other odds and ends like a kickoff party and a Halloween party and a banquet. And I also want to emphasize that it's also an opportunity for the filmmakers to network with each other and with uh, the fans and maybe they'll make some new connections, make new friends, make new fans. It, so it's a, it's a real good thing for the filmmakers, too. Right, right. And I, I can, that's a key point because there's a lot of filmmakers that have made short films before, that have made features before. But let's, for instance, let's say a filmmaker submits their, their newest film and, but they also have other films that never made publicly so they can always bring them along and say hey you know this is you know this is how much this is so it gives it like you mentioned it gives the filmmakers opportunity to be able to network with the fans and other filmmakers to be able to show their older products not that old but you know what I mean to be able to share their other works that they wouldn't even that never had a chance to because of the way the uh way the uh, distributor deals are you know they, they pick and choose on what they want or however so it's a plus plus for a filmmaker as well as, as for a fan so. yeah the tagline would be if you like our short here's somebody else we did and uh, exactly they sell them some of these some of their some of their previous works that way right and I know a lot of filmmakers that um I have to emphasize, emphasize when I talk to some of these people. I said, "Look, if you are willing to submit your newest film, um, I mean, I know a lot of people, uh, filmmakers, have their short films on YouTube already." And I always emphasize. I said, "You know, if you want to submit it to your festival, then you might want to take it off of YouTube because you know why would anybody want to come to a festival and see your short film if if it's on YouTube available to watch at home?" But then again, like you mentioned, Joanne, about the big screen and all that there. But you know, it's 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 going to be fun. I I think you're going to get a lot of a lot of films submitted to you that uh, needs to be seen that are like basically just only known by reviewers or the ones that went to the festivals to see them and it, it gets very frustrating for filmmakers to try and get distro deals and I mean for short film it's even harder because you almost have to have uh, your own five short films and then, then just put on a DVD and, and, and sell yourself because I know for instance uh, a short film that I reviewed quite a few years when I first got started and it's stuck on a disc yes it's at Walmart for five bucks but it's stuck in the disc that the films do not mix together at all. So if somebody sees one short film that starts off first and they don't like it, chances are they're going to say, screw this, and then don't even bother watching it. So you really have to have the right taste of all-in-one disc. Although as a reviewer, one of the highs that I get is that when I do review a film, six months later, I'll see it at Walmart or Redbox. Oh, there it is, there it is, there it is. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly yeah, but right. We're, we're, the reviewers are the first ones to actually see it, and we're the ones that make the recommendations, go buy it, go see it, go rent it, and then you, six months, eight months later, you see it uh, available for sale. That's, oh. a, that's a high for me. 
you're right, and, and I'll tell a quick story about that, about the red box, you know. Um, quite a few films that, that, that I've reviewed and seen like a year prior, and I work in the ice industry where I would go and deliver, you know, seven-pound bags, 20 pounds of bags of ice into these freezers that you see outside the stores for cookouts and stuff, and usually the red box is right beside it. And right. I, I find myself as a reviewer and, and, and also in the film industry is people are standing there thinking, hmm, what would be good? And I impulsively say, that film right there, you know, that <laughs> film right there. And they would say, well, how do you know? I said, well, because, uh, you know, I'm a producer of that one, or uh, I reviewed that one, and I know the cast. We, uh, I talked to the cast periodically. And they look at me like, okay, well, since you're telling me that, I'm going to get it and find out for myself. So uh, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that it, it helps even after you review it, even a year later, that if it shows up in the red box and you like the film, you're more likely you're going to impulsively say, hey, look, take that one there, check it out. And that's one of the exciting experiences that, that I have with the uh, films that I review that's in Redbox. And so. it, that's a kind of a high for a reviewer, for somebody to take your recommendation. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, um, I'm very excited about this film festival. You have the right idea. And I want to give special thanks to Matt Chasen for recommending my name to you guys to be involved in this so thanks Matt and uh, you do have some celebrity guests coming right um, yes we do in fact uh, we've almost got a lock on uh, Jason Hall who is uh, the writer director of uh, Krampus um, that's, the, that's the only one that we can actually name as a, as a lock correct we do have some others but I cannot say it right now on the radio Right, and knowing and that, it's 11 months away, so anything can happen. They can say, yeah, I can come, and then all of a sudden they get a, a movie to do, and, and it kind of causes, uh, uh, you know, problems. So, yeah, I understand that. So, great. Uh, Krampus is a good film. I happened to see it a long time ago, like Joanne said, and you said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see. Uh, Krampus needs a proper, a proper showing in a film festival. Because, yes, it does. Uh, because you told me a story about how um, the times kept getting pushed, and by the time it was showed, people get annoyed, and they get sick, and they go home, and only five people, because of their yes. festival's bullshit, seen the film. And I think that's heart-wrenching. I think that's despicable. And that's what I'm saying about this festival, is I know what you guys are going to do, you have the right mindset, and when you say it's getting done at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or whatever, it's going to be played at 1, 2, or 3. That's the most impressive thing that I've been hearing from you guys, making it for the fans and making it positive for the fans and making it definite to the fans that, look, we say 10 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock. So, bravo. Yeah, we'll have to announce it, like, your show is starting in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, ten minutes, like it, five it, minutes, and we're doing, and we're if do it in theaters to flash lights. <laughs> well, well I, and 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 if there people are on the wet red carpet, they're going to get their butts in the seat if they want to see their own film, right? Right, and I can tell you right now, this is what you can do: we can chain Matt Chasen to a pole <laughs> and make him stand there and be the announcer. Hey, there you go. Since he won't let let anybody take his picture, I guess we could yeah. at least put him to work, huh? Yeah, 
And then he'd be forced to get pictures taken because look at that fool getting chained up without the pole. And they take pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> they'll think it's like it's a, they'll think it's the beginning of the whole real horror movie. Yeah, the the pole guy. <laughs> and there you go. And you know, we, lo- we love Matt. We love Matt. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah. But anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, so mean. I love Matt. Well, not that way. Matt, Matt's a good girl, you know. I mean, guy. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> Matthew Charles Chasen. There we go. Matt's Marketing, everybody. You're an actor and you're looking for a manager. Go check out Matt's Marketing. There's a sale going on right now. Everyone who does, who works with Matt, can vouch that he does you right. Yep. Amen. Great guy. You guys are great. Thanks for your time. Um, I am again. I am not finished with uh, promoting this and getting this out there. Uh, we got 11 months to get it. Well, actually, we probably got to like August to when the, all the submissions get in by. But we got all this time to keep promoting, keep pushing, keep talking to people. And uh, I seriously, Joanne and Mike, I think this thing is going to be huge. I really do. We're hoping. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Horror Film Festival in San Diego, Halloween weekend, 2014. Yep, October 31st to November 2nd. And we're looking forward to everybody coming. And there's a Twitter page, a Facebook page, and there's a Google Plus page even, and of course the website. People that are there. And of course the website again is www.fhffsd.org. There you go. So there you go. Thanks, thanks again for your time and uh, uh, keep in touch. Well, of course we will be. But thank you. We will be. Have a great Sunday afternoon. You too. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you.